Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about new engineers. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, as a software tech lead, how do you view a new engineer on the team who is supercharged to contribute and create a number of pull requests that contain code quality improvements outside their assigned scope of work? I'm, that depends a little bit. So I look a lot at the uh, seniority level of the individual and I actually measure how senior or like how mature a person is based on their need to impress people uh, when they start in a new office space because usually the people who are very insecure or like sensitive uh, they or well it's not always the case, but in many cases, the people who are less uh, mature as individuals have this need to fit in and to prove themselves, and that is a telltale sign that you feel still you're still in that space where you feel like you have to prove that you're good at what you do, with a, uh, and by going and sort of showing off if that makes sense because making code improvements you can do that in many ways like if you have like these uh, which is my favorite one it's actually the worst thing you can do at least in my world is when you you post these sorts of questions where oh have you tried this have you done this have you done that and I kind of just sit there and go yes it's in the so in the documentation yes if you because you they've already usually get the get directions for things that they read so I kind of immediately figure out that okay this person is not reading the documentation they're not checking anything about the system before they shoot their mouth out that I don't respect and I find that very concerning usually when I deal with a senior level software developer because it's an indicator that they are not actually uh, they are just spew like they're kind of like spraying like uh, like I don't know like a little puppy or something to try to just hit something that they're gonna get patted on the head for and that is uh, immature behavior in my opinion usually and it's fine it's not something that you know I'm gonna report or like you'd be really upset about the difference is when they only do that when I can see that when they are assigned to do something they ignore the work they're supposed to be doing you can let that slide once or twice, but you can't let that become a habit because then all of a sudden, all of a sudden they start believing as this hap oh God, this has happened so many times. Then they start believing that their job is to do whatever the fuck they want and not actually follow the work processes of the team. So they sort of look at themselves as special in terms of what they can do and like all oh, things are optional and so forth. And if I'm leading the team, that's not going to fly. There is a way that we do things, and a lot of the time you are very welcome to like make deviations or do your own thing, but you always check with the team. Because the first rule, at least when I lead the team, is that you over-communicate. In other words, if you're going to go out on a limb and do something that is not work-related, then it's expected of you to explain why you're doing this before you do it. It doesn't have to be a story. You can just mention it in a conversation, like a stand-up or in a Slack channel or whatever. Like, could this be interesting? Should I take a look at that? And then the product owner and like all our stakeholders, they get to have a say as well. And then we talk about it. But if you just keep on doing that, and I can never get you to actually do the thing you're supposed to be doing, that is a problem. That's a bad problem. Because then all of a sudden, I can't trust that if I give you a piece of work, it's going to get done. And that is why I hired you. Or that's why you work with me and my coworkers. 
to be able to produce the things that we want. And this is very common. It's the uh, one of the times where well, I used to take this as a personal responsibility and I've figured out very quickly that that's actually just dumb for me. It's better for me to push that up to management and basically say to whoever is in charge, because I'm just usually the tech lead. I mean, if you're an engineering manager, you're directly responsible for that. And just explain that uh, the issue with this person, like this person has a lot of positive energy and is trying to contribute and trying to help. The problem is right now that we can't get said person to do the thing that we want them to do. And that is that can be just a benign thing that they just have a different way of prioritizing and then we just communicate that this is not how we do things here and usually that solves the problem but it can also be another thing which is interesting and that is that they're not actually all that good or not that secure in doing the work they're supposed to be doing something that I see a lot a lot a lot is that the insecure developers uh, they pick they try to pick low-risk work or things that they feel very comfortable with because they are insecure in doing things that they are either not so familiar with or things that are a little bit difficult or so forth because they are either afraid that they will sort of let slip like it's the imposter syndrome all over again right you're forced to write something or like work on a feature that you're not 100% sure how to solve and that scares you because now all of a sudden there's prestige and pressure because now you have to ship this thing and if you don't we're going to see that you're incompetent and fire you that fear is very real and it's something that I am really aware of and I look for and my team they know that I rather or they are they get to wary really quickly because if I see that you are always the one who is signing up for you know bug duty or like picking up these tiny little like nothing things and you never take on anything that is a little bit you know if you only take the estimated stories that are like one day's of work or like an hour of work or like these tiny tiny little things that you never ever ever take something that is like three or five or something bigger then we have a problem, then we need to talk. And I will try, in a very graceful way, to make you take one of those stories. Because one part of it is that I want to figure out if it's just nerves, because then we all try we try to be supportive of this person and try to make them feel like, yes, you know, you're a part of a team, we're gonna help you do this thing, but you have to dare put yourself out there a little bit. Because we have to trust that if we have a bunch of work that has high priority, that you're not just gonna like you know say fuck it to all of that stuff and just do your own thing. We need to be able to trust that we, to be able to rely on you. So contributing and having ideas is great, but that can not come at the expense of what is most important for the team. So usually that solves the problem, but sometimes you figure out that actually this person is incompetent. This is the reason why they're trying to do this because they they're trying to just figure out things that they are really good at that they can show off and prove that they're good when the reality is that no actually it's just that they're picking the things that they are it's sort of like you know that old story where like the farmer shot at the wall and then went to afterwards and painted bullseyes around the holes that is what they're doing. 
they're trying to impress you, but the reality is that they're just trying, uh, or uh, they're trying to show you that they're good, but they're actually, in, instead of, of that, they're actually just trying to hide the fact that they're incompetent by doing, making a lot of noise around all these things that they know people appreciate a lot of the time. And that, my friend, I pick up on. I am. Uh, yeah, I actually did t t talk to my. Uh, I had a junior told me the other day that yeah, it feels very nice, like that we were working together. And he said that it's it, sometimes it's a privilege or like a, it's a great benefit to have someone who is like a manager or something that like like that sort of knows the work. And I go, I'm very happy that you feel that way, because uh, th that's a double double-edged sword. When you t explain to me why you want to do that refactor, why you want to work in a different way, I can c translate that usually and help you push and say that yes, we should do this to the, the like stakeholders that are non-technical because, you know, as a junior, it's really hard for you to justify some stuff because you can't really put it into terms that's or like you don't have that seniority magic whatever we have uh, who have been doing this for a while that the higher ups feel comfortable with. But the dangerous part is that I also know all your tricks. I know what you're doing and that's why you as a person you have to sort of just understand that you can't hide these sorts of things because I will spot them uh, and I will spot them usually very quickly. So what I want you to take away from this is that usually it's a very good thing if someone comes with a lot of ideas. I usually use it as a way to measure how insecure is this person or like what, what type of person am I dealing with. So when people do this, it's really fun. If they make really meaningful, like maybe one or two, like really meaningful observations saying that we are doing this and we could do that and so forth, that's a very good thing. Then we have someone who's driven. If they keep on just spewing, like pissing a lot of like nonsense about, oh, we should do this, that, that, and like we've already done it and if they just read the code or actually checked the documentation they would know that because we've made sure that that is like available information that's a different sort of story that's for me very usually very annoying uh, and I also use this as figure as a way to figure out is this person going to be able to be a team player and actually do the uh, task that they are assigned to do because as I've said to you guys before you can say that, oh, well, I want to do things in this way or that way. No, you do it in the way you're being told. And that is the key to being a good software developer. You need to be able to solve certain problems, not with anything that you could possibly use, but rather as the, uh, in the established way of doing things. And that is the challenge. And some people have a hard time with that. So they try to circumvent it and find different workarounds to not have to do it in a certain way. And the really good ones, they realize that, okay, then I just have to learn this way of doing it. And then they sort of comply and start working in that way. So it really comes down to what is the motivation and end result of all of these sort of improvement PRs? Are you trying to hide the fact that you're incompetent? Or are you just finding it difficult? Are you finding like meaningful things to contribute with? Or are you trying to avoid work? These sorts of things. All of this is very useful for me as a tech lead. And it's... Uh, it's a win-win situation when you have people like that. It's not always fun to deal with the bad parts of that, but it's a great, great source of information. Have a great day.